Greetings, and welcome back to the Madge Chronicles. My name is Angela, and I just thought I would try more of a formal introduction, but it makes me feel weird. So I'm just going to go back to talking like I normally do, and whoa, last chapter. It didn't wasn't that steamy, but I really got quite um, awkward about reading it. I don't know why. I don't know, it just felt really intrusive, like, I don't really want to think about Madge and Fred being intimate. I guess we needed to know that there was some romance in the beginning of their relationship. Anyway, what's happened with Charlene and Henry? I think Henry's trying to stay out of trouble, and I think Charlene's chasing that hot hipster dude, hottie, hottie hunk of spunk from Melbourne, Ian Kirk. Chasing a, um, a cool dude from Melbourne is always going to turn out well, I'm sure. But let's find out on the next chapter of The Madge Chronicles. Chapter 7 Monday morning Charlene arrived at school trying to think of an excuse for why she didn't turn up at the ice rink on Saturday. She knew she could blame Madge for it and tell about the blazing argument they'd had. All her friends knew she didn't get along with her mother. But some kind of loyalty stopped Charlene from talking about it. Although she felt Madge was harsh and oppressive and couldn't wait until she could leave home, She also didn't believe in airing the family dirty linen in public. Charlene was still thinking about it when she ran into Ian Kirk, literally. She was walking around a corner of the science block when she collided with him and almost fell to the ground. Oh, hey there, he grinned, holding onto her to stop her from falling. Then he looked at her again. It's Charlene Mitchell, isn't it? Charlene grinned back. Lenny to my friends, she said. They walked together to the quadrangle, where roll call was held every morning. Charlene noticed Sin and Big Al watching and felt pleased. Although she'd met Ian Kirk casually a couple of times, he was two classes ahead of her and one of the seniors. In spite of all the talk at the milk bar on Saturday, she looked on him as one of the unattainables, remote to be admired from afar. She knew she didn't stand a chance alongside some of the girls who'd been chasing him. Girls like Jude, for instance, who was brazen about flaunting her body. How you liking it here? asked Charlene as they walked along. Ian shrugged. Yeah, like, it's okay, he said. I mean, like, I'm from Melbourne. So it's a bit smaller than my last school, but you know, I can wear it for a year. What'll you do then? Asked Charlene. Ian shrugged again. Oh, who knows? He said. I'll probably go on to like Melbourne Uni, you know? How about you? Charlene played it equally cool. Probably something like that too, she said. 
depends on how I go with exams. I don't know, really. They reached the quadrangle, but Ian made no attempt to move away. Although he wouldn't normally bother with one of the juniors, preferring to stay in his own league, there was something about this girl. Something that combined fresh-faced innocence with a look of devilment. This could be interesting, thought Ian. From a corner of one eye, Charlene could see that Sin and Big Al had caught up with them and were standing nearby watching and whispering. She could guess what they were saying. They were wondering if Charlene was game to follow through with her challenge and make a play for the new boy. Okay, I'll show them, thought Charlene. I'll get a date with this hunk if it's the last thing I do. She flashed a smile at Ian and moved in closer. Have you been around much since you've been here? She asked. Nah, said Ian, lying. You know, like being from Melbourne, I'm just waiting for a nice girl to show me the sights. Charlene dazzled with another full-on smile and looked up at him. I'd be very happy to oblige, she said. Charlene's answer confirmed what Ian had been thinking. This girl was keen on him and was giving him the green light. She was a bit skinnier than he liked in a girl, a slight little thing with a figure that was almost boyish, but she was blatantly giving him the come on, her eyes promising untold pleasures. Ma, how about the drive-in Friday night? asked Anne. I mean, I go to them all the time in Melbourne. I can borrow Dad's panel van. Charlene was impressed. None of the boys in her group were old enough to hold a driver's license. But she also felt the first twinge of an alarm signal. Going to the drive-in with a boy in a panel van only meant one thing. She looked over at Sin and Big Al, who'd been joined now by Jill and Helen. They'd stopped whispering and were watching her. Ian was waiting for an answer. Charlene knew if she turned him down now, she'd never get another chance. He wasn't the kind of guy who'd asked twice, but she also knew that she was venturing into dangerous territory. She decided, what the heck? If it got heavy, all she had to do was say no. Sure, said Charlene. Why not? Yeah, cool. Sweet as. Where do you live? Asked Anne. I can pick you up. Charlene started to panic. She wasn't sure Madge would even let her out on Friday. She'd have to talk her into it. And the last thing she wanted was for Ian to be drawn into a family brawl. It would be way too humiliating. She made some excuse and arranged to meet Ian in town. He moved off to join some of the older students and she walked towards her friends. Well? Asked Sin. Uh, we're just going to the drive-in, said Charlene, trying to act cool and nonchalant. Friday night. On wheels or on foot? Asked Big Al. There was a special glassed-in section for moviegoers without cars or too young to drive them. As the drive-in was the only theatre in town, on weekends it was usually jammed with giggling teenagers. Uh, he's got a panel fan, said Charlene, still trying to play it cool. Gee, your game, Lenny, said Helen. You wouldn't get me in one of those things for anything. What do your mum say? What she doesn't know won't hurt her, 
said Charlene airily, but inwardly she was worried. What would Madge say if she knew her daughter was going to the drive-in in a sin bin? Well, hope you know what you're doing, said Jill. What if he puts the hard word on you? He won't, said Charlene, with a confidence she didn't feel. And if he does, I can handle it. Just then, she saw Henry passing by outside the school fence. Charlene seized the opportunity to drop the subject of Ian and his panel van and went over to ask Henry where he was going. Oh, mum's been on my back again to get a job, said Henry. She's been at it all weekend. Reckons if I'm working, it'll keep me out of trouble. He told Charlene he'd rung the employment agency and was on his way for some interviews. Not that it'll make any difference, said Henry. It'll end up the same as all the other times. Don't ring us, we'll ring you. Sometimes I reckon I should have stayed at school, would have made it easier. Half your luck, said Charlene. Not having a swat and do homework? I wish mum had let me leave. Henry advised her to stick to it. Every time he went for an interview and they asked him how much schooling he'd had, he could see from the expression on their faces what they thought. This guy's a dill, no brains. Sometimes it made Henry mad, but there was nothing he could do about it. I mean, it's all right for you, complained Charlene. You don't have to work in the store after school. Why don't you ask mum if you can help Susan in the office? She told me the other day she could do with a hand. Henry shook his head. Um, and have mum and dad on my back all day? All the time? He asked. They drive me mad. Besides, that sort of works all right for a girl, but not for me. Charlene bridled at the put down of her sex. Oh, what do you mean, all right for a girl? She demanded. Anything you can do, I reckon I can do better. Henry grinned cheekily at the sudden flare of temper. He could always get a rise out of Charlene. Oh, calm down, Lenny, he said. I was only having you on. Being stuck inside at a desk all day, that isn't my idea of a job. You know me, I'm more of an outdoor type. So what do you want to do? asked Charlene. Make a million, then sail around the world with an all-girl crew. Yeah, said Henry. Charlene laughed. She could never stay mad at her brother for long. Good luck with your interviews, she called out as Henry walked on. Ah, well, good old Henry. Bit sexist, but, you know, it was a different time. And he was just having a go at his sister. I wonder what sort of job he'll get at the employment agency. and Maybe he should be going for some outdoor jobs instead. And what about Charlene going to the drive-in with that uh, guy from Melbourne who just talks about being from Melbourne? I am concerned about that decision she's made to go to uh, the drive-in in a sin bin, um, but not as concerned as Madge will be and worried when she finds out. Oh boy. Uh, also, I'd just like to 
shout out special mention to the cockatoos for screeching in the background um unable to block them out i don't i'm not in a studio i'm not a professional uh so actually i should say that i just left them in there for like australia sort of atmosphere um but i didn't the truth is i i'm not a sound i'm not a sound engineer um so why am i still talking i should just go and talk to you next time on the magic chronicles bye